Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of Sunday, February 19th. I got the date right, guys, and I'm super excited about that. It's not Groundhog's Day over and over and over again. I don't know what I don't know what was in my head for that. I don't know why I kept saying that wrong. It was Groundhog Day. Oh God. It it felt felt very Majora's mask every three days having to re-kick the fucking router. You know, I I like these long weekends, except that then Sunday feels both like both like a a Sunday, which makes me feel weird about the week, but also that I'm just going to have that same anxiety tomorrow night. Yeah, oh, it's Sunday not, scaries. It, yeah, it's not quite second Saturday, even though it should be second Saturday. It never feels like second Saturday. It always feels like first Sunday, which sucks. <laughs> I'd much rather, if I have a three-day weekend, I'd rather have the Friday off than the Monday because, yeah, it just... Same. Right, no, the Friday when work. you have the Friday off, it definitely feels better. It definitely feels mm-hmm. like you have two Saturdays. Mm-hmm. But the Monday gives you two Sundays, and I am not about that. Although, since since we're back, since we have more football to talk about now, since the XFL is back, this will give us some time to, you know, work through our feelings on the XFL. <laughs> uh, in a bit, we'll talk about some breaking news involving some lemons being thrown in the field right now at in DC. <laughs> because someone took their beer their beer cup snake away and they got mad. And it's beautiful. <laughs> XFL is great. 100% love this thing. Uh, let me introduce my guest host for tonight. As always, I'm Jordan. I am VP of God knows what at this point. I assume VP of Vibes. And with me tonight, I've got Michael, Kevin, and Pit Girl. Pit Girl, how are you doing? I'm good. I went to a like pop-up record sale today and dug through many crates of records, which is always satisfying. You, are you a vinyl person? Is that your thing? I am a Yes. Um, obnoxiously Pit Boyfriend was the original vinyl person, but we finally got nice speakers. And so I am now also beginning to become a vinyl person. Okay. Good choice. <laughs> uh, Michael, fun. how are you? You can get good stuff for cheap. I am good. I think this is the first time I've been on since my baby was born. And so I am. <sighs> Life is crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> How's, how's the sleep going? Uh, well, last night I woke up at 4 o'clock and 4.45 and 5.15 <laughs> and 5.45 and 6 o'clock. And then I went to sleep at 6.30 and woke up at 9. Cool. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. They call that, what's what's the sleep schedule? Multiphasic sleep. See, that's what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know... Every time somebody says, oh, man, slept like a baby. I'm like, yep, up every 20 minutes screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly right. Kevin, how are you? Uh, I'm good. i am uh, got my West Virginia shirt on since I'm being substitute Beth for the day. I had to get in the right mindset. <laughs> there you uh, go. Get, get Pit Girl to make faces at me over there. It's already starting. <laughs> um, but I'm other, morally yeah, obliged, no, I'm too. Fantastic. Uh, shout out to Beth who who got the got the Rona for I think the second time and is currently on the DL. Hopefully we will see her again soon. Yeah. But tonight we've got a couple things to cover, along with some fun history. I have a really good story for you tonight, guys. I'm really excited about this one. First off, Kamish still isn't here. He is currently on assignment. He is the XFL's commissioner of vibes. Congrats to Kamish, though. He managed to land the XFL title game in, in the Alamo Dome in his home city of San Antonio. We're very proud of him. Oh, that'll be a good one. Have you guys watched anything in the last two days of the XFL? Yes. I have seen nothing have. and know nothing. Good. Okay, great. <laughs> I have only seen what is circulating in the last few minutes. Um, but yeah, in all, would, in all honesty, watch any of it yet. not too bad of an opening weekend. I've been watching like bits and pieces of it. Not too bad for an opening weekend. Excited to have just something silly on to watch. Shockingly the- great crowds in some of these places for sure but that's i think that's the thing i'm really excited about is that the crowd actually seems to have shown up for all these games uh-huh so i don't know hopefully this becomes a thing i i always believe that more football is good football especially since we might as well have you know some spring leagues commission mm-hmm. uh, wanted to shout out uh morgan Fra- morgan faust uh who is a uh, new orleans person and sent commission some two-lane mardi gras throws from the parade and Kamish promises to share if he has some extras. I think that the giant 
Tulane float, mini floats, have just, they just made me so happy because they have the giant angry wave in the front of the float and they're throwing, you know, be Tulane beads, whatever. It's great. I love that kind of stuff. All, all angry wave things are good things. And angry wave Mardi Gras, extra good. 10 out of 10. As a, you know, avowed proponent of all, any and all college football hating, the angry wave being on the float with the big piece of poster board that says USC what happened was <laughs> perfection. At some point, the Cotton Bowl Twitter account is going to stop tweeting out, hey, remember when this happened? But you know what? I hope it's not for a long time because, man, that's a lot of fun. Just to get an occasional reminder two months out, like, hey, do you remember when USC choked a game against Tulane against the, in the Cotton Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. I remember that. It's good times. Let's start with Jerry Kill in New Mexico State. Y'all, he got a tattoo. He got yeah, a quick lane bowl tattoo. He got a quick lane bowl tattoo. It doesn't say quick lane bowl, which makes me angry. But it looks good. And and I'm not a tattoo person, but apparently this is a large tattoo. Yes. Yeah. No, that is big, um, especially for a first tattoo. I only have one. Mine is much smaller than that. Yeah. That he really, really committed to the bit there. Um, and I respect that so much. He did it all in one sitting, too. Yeah. That's that's a giant, <laughs> giant it's great. tattoo for one sitting. <laughs> it's great. It's got the cost guns, bull champs, New Mexico State. Oh, it, this kind of thing makes me so happy. Because this, from, from everything I've ever heard about Jerry Kill, he is legitimately someone that like goes to the mats for his kids and his players and everything. And this just reinforces that. Yeah, it's the perfect level of just slightly corny while also mm-hmm. still being like very artistic and obviously well done, but it's just cheesy enough to like really fit the this is a coach that did this vibe. Yes. <laughs> it's A plus work all the way around. As coach I tattoos just... go, this is excellent work. Yes. Shout out to the tattoos Dan Landing got not too random... long ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that. If I just saw a random guy with that tattoo, I'd be like, man, you really love New Mexico State, don't you? And then you're like, oh, that's Jerry Kill. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Kamish suggested that uh, if Terry Bowden wins a bowl game at ULM, he needs a full back tattoo of the Warhawks. I'm going to say that if Terry Bowden gets a bowl game win, uh, Kamish needs to get a full back tattoo of the Warhawks. (laughs) Seconded. We did have we did have a tattoo bet this year. I think on the Alabama game, he felt comfortable enough to make that bet. <laughs> that Yola was not going to yes, be Alabama, and he was one. and he was right. He was right. That didn't that didn't happen. I, However, I will say um, on behalf of Beth that the degree of fucking around and the degree of finding out are highly correlated. So one of these mm-hmm. days, Commission's going to find out. Uh-huh. I'm excited. I'm super excited for that. I think that. I think what makes this what makes me like so happy about this for the most part is that I like tattoo bets. Those are fun. Tattoo bets are good. But he went all out. Like you could have gotten the little, you know, I got the the shoulder blade or like the upper like, like just a little one. Nah, man. Two giant fucking guns. Next go state with the with the drop shadow. It's so good. Yeah, A plus. I wish him the best when the itchiness sets in cuz that's the worst part. <laughs> I, I have a deal with myself that if I ever get below a certain weight, I'm getting a tattoo on my upper bicep of a pig with all the cuts labeled. <laughs> I feel like that's, I feel like that's appropriate. I feel like someone asked me why not get the name of my wife or my kid. And I was like, well, my kid may be an asshole. My wife may leave me, but I'm always going to love pork. So I feel like <laughs> this is a better bet. This is extremely Texan of you and I support it. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> Especially with all the cuts labeled. So, in, so in actually in my house, as you walk into my kitchen, there's a little arch going to my kitchen, and on bo- on the sides of it, I have prints of various animals and all their cuts listed too. So yeah, I'm I'm all about this. So the XFL revival is back. We have eight teams. They just started playing this weekend. We had a lot of fun. The first thing I want to talk about is some of the rule changes they put in place. First off. 
their kickoffs are different. Have you seen this? This is the only thing I've seen besides the, uh, the beer snake is the new kickoff rules. So the kickoff, basically, they line up both teams about 10 yards out from each other. Five. The kicker way back. And the team, the team can't move basically until the guy gets the ball. And so it stops this full on like running downfield. You know, we've all seen all the stuff about how kickoffs are the stupidest, dangerous part of the sport. And this, <laughs> this kind of solves it. And so far, so it's been pretty good. The other things I've loved are they got rid of the onside kick. And so what they're doing is the fourth and 15 conversion. So if you want to onside, you start at like your 20 or I forget what lower line it is. But basically you get a fourth and 15 from your own 20 or whatever. So it's still dicey, but it's not as ugly as an onside kick, which is by far the ugliest thing we do in football. And on, I mean, the odds of you getting an onside kick is so slim. And especially when the other team knows it's coming, it's almost zero. Yeah. Converting a fourth and 15 you can get a 15-yard play relatively, you know, easier, yeah. I would say, than than getting an onside kick. It's still not going to be easy because everybody knows you need exactly 15 yards otherwise they're losing the uh they're losing the ball, but it and the other great part about it is if you don't get the 15 yards the other team gets the ball wherever you're tackled just like it is it's fourth down it's turnover on downs and so it it's everything that we want from an onside kick minus the dumb stuff of trying to let a ball roll 10 yards before anyone touches it so so it looks like they are gonna they do have the traditional onside kick yeah the fourth and 15 conversions only in the fourth quarter which i also think mm-hmm. is a good is a good like thing mm. I, I was going to say I want I feel uh, as as we are the sickos committee I do feel compelled to speak in defense of the onside kick because yes it is ugly yes it is stupid but it is comedy gold when the kicker decides that they're going to get the onside kick by aiming it directly at the up man for the opposite team and we need to keep that because it's amazing it was it was amazing that happened during the Auburn Mississippi State game this season and it was a joy. We oh, no, appear we lost to have Jordan. lost Jordan. Oh, no. Poor Jordan's dead. Hey. I am the captain now. <laughs> he said my computer turned <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I saw him just, like, dive out of frame. Like, he just ducked down like he was going to, you know, hit a button or something and then disappeared. I wonder if he, like, accidentally unplugged his computer. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm here. You're back. Hey. Everyone, calm hey. Everyone calm down. <laughs> Don't get feisty. I'm here. <laughs> Are we still defending the onside kick? No, we, you, we noticed that you left. I like finished my, my rant about the defense of the onside kick, and then we noticed that you had disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I got to open windows again. Yeah, there's going to be some quality audio for you to figure out if you're going to keep later. So I'm excited. I just keep it all. It's fine. <laughs> there's like three like, minutes of silence. Yeah, there were there was some long silence in there. That's fine. That's good. I don't know of if course. it was quite, you know, first um, coin flip length oh, of yeah. silence, but... <laughs> I, uh, I, now, now again, I have to reopen all my tabs is the problem. Ah, so, you know, if you I'm close here. the tabs, your computer might not randomly shut off. Uh, I think that that's, I think that that's not fair. Control shift T reopens no, no, all. They're opening up. Hold up. I got, I got, I got, I got a hundred tabs at least to come up. So give it a sec. It's gonna take a minute. Oh God. Uh, so yeah. So that, I, I like this. I like this rule. I, I kind of like this 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 new rule that they're playing with because I think it's a little better than the onside kick, which again is sickos. I love it. However, it is I don't know. I've got issues I with d- it. I like that they give you the choice because if you have faith in your kicker to do the onside kick, you can still do it. But you or can you just do it really want- just as a surprise during the game. If you try to do it at the end of the game, it has to be the fourth and fifteen. So the other thing they have is the extra point. So yes. there is no extra point kicking 
it is a one point, two point, or three point conversion based on how far back you are. Mm-hmm. So you could end up with a nine point score. And this becomes yes. important because today, San Antonio's team lost a game against, uh, who was it? Battlehawks. Oh, yes. St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> St. Louis had been awful all game. And then in the course of about two minutes, like everything goes wrong for San Antonio. They let St. Louis score. St. Louis gets the three points conversion so that's a nine point score and then st louis takes the fourth and 15 converts it and then scores basically all the fun new rules came into one big mesh immediately and then it just fell apart for san antonio it was hilarious the the funniest part was they had just done this whole celebration of San Antonio and they're getting the final, the championship mm-hmm. game, and the rock is there. <laughs> and oh my goodness, this is so great. And then all of their new rules come in to just tear San Antonio apart. <laughs> the other thing I like about it is that they basically have a running clock. Except for the last two minutes of the game, it's a running clock. So these games are fast, mm-hmm. which if you're trying to be a spring league, I think this is the best way because you really don't have a chance to turn things off. Even if the game's boring, I've noticed things just keep happening. There aren't a ton of commercials, so you don't have that, you know, kickoff commercial, first play commercial garbage. Like it just keeps going, which yeah. is very nice. I, I kind of like it. Two and a half hour games. That's hmm. perfect for a spring league. Right. Like I would, like I'm, I'm gonna go, gonna go catch a game at, uh, at Arlington, wherever Choctaw Baseball Park now, football, you know, whatever it is. Uh-huh. And like I, that, the fact that it's only two and a half hours kind of makes me excited to go, as opposed to going for a four hour game that I know is going to be just a slog. Speaking and if of the game does take clock, longer, have they had the same goofiness with the when it gets under a minute and it turns into. You know the basketball shot clock. Is that still going on? So I didn't. I didn't notice. I it saw after we the first tweeted game. that out, but I haven't seen it yeah. in any of the other games. <laughs> no, I think after the first game they stopped doing that. Although it was hilarious because they started running it with like hundreds of a second. This is a sport that we still use a chain to measure things. But now well, we have weren't hundreds running of hundreds second. of a second. That was my biggest problem with it. They were run. It was counting down tenths of a second, but there was a random zero after the decimal, and then it was going you know, <laughs> zero nine down to zero one. But the first number never changed. And I was like, "What is this supposed to be?" <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, how do numbers a- work? How do numbers work? I have a quiz for you guys. Okay, in honor of the XFL coming back, I have. Well, first off. What are the eight cities that have XFL teams? Do you guys know? Thank you. <sighs> Seattle. I know Houston and, and Houston and San Antonio because San they've been Seattle. mentioned. We got Seattle. Washington. DC's got a team. What else we got? I know Pittsburgh does not have one because they have an AAF team. Not AAF. That's a USFL. Whatever. <laughs> There's one more San Texas Diego? team. Nope, San Diego doesn't have one. That was an AAF team. There's another, okay. there's another Texas team. Arlington. The Arlington Renegades. That's the one I'm going to go to. We got three more. Who are other cities? St. Louis. Vegas. That's, yep. St. Louis, Vegas. And one more. Come on. Everyone's favorite city in Florida. Jacksonville? No, I wish. No, no I wish. <laughs> Second favorite city. <laughs> Orlando. Oh. Okay. So yeah. what I've done, guys, is I'm, I have a list of four teams from each of those cities that have played football at some point. Oh, no. Three of them are real. One of them is fake. Oh, no. Your goal is to pick which one is the fake team. These are a combination of arena, indoor, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay. Awesome. We're, we're going to start with St. Louis. Okay. Here are your options. Which is the fake? The St. Louis Renegades, the St. Louis Slam, St. Louis Arches, or the St. Louis Stampede. St. Louis Slam is aggressively 90s, and I have to believe it's real. Um, 
Arches is very, very corny enough that I would believe it also is real. Then we had Stampede and what was the first one? And Renegades. Both of those have been team names in too many other places that I can't pick between them. <laughs> Give me Renegades as the fake. Okay, That's Renegades. I think the slam is the fake, actually. Okay. I'll take Stampede then. Hedge our bets. The answer is <laughs> the Arches are the fake. Oh, jeez. <laughs> St. Louis Stampede was an Arena League team. The St. Louis Renegades was an indoor football team. And the St. Louis Slam is a women's football alliance team. I almost said that it sounded like a women's team, too. Because, like, <laughs> there's a, a women's team in Harrisburg called the Havoc. And, like, it's all names like that. <laughs> I didn't go back. Do you guys remember the Lingerie Football League? Do you remember when that happened? I know yes. that that's a thing that existed. It did. Yes, I was and also aware of its existence, but nothing The further. team names, uh, at, at the end, I also think back by on those team names, because those team names, those team names were spicy. <laughs> okay, that's zero, zero, zero across the board. Here we go. Now for Seattle. We have one, the Seattle Mist. Two, the Seattle Splash. Three, the Seattle Majestics, and four, the Seattle Grizzlies. That's a Mist, Splash, Majestics, or Grizzlies. Mist sounds like a women's team. Uh-huh. That is a very, like, women's team mascot. I'm going to say that the Splash isn't real. I'm also going Splash. It's just, it's not macho enough for somebody who has the money to put for t- towards a football team to name their team after i would go grizzlies just because the vancouver grizzlies were too close and so they wouldn't do anything like that so that's my guess the correct answer is the seattle splash is fake uh the seattle mist is an indoor football league team the majestics are the women's team okay <sighs> okay and the grizzlies were an Aus- are an australian football team in Seattle. <laughs> we had an Aussie rules league in, a, in the US. <laughs> I think I think they still they still exist. They find this. Yes. Uh, I love that the Aussie rules team's mascot is like a North American animal, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we've for got San Antonio here in OKC for the Aussie Rules League, but uh, they just play at the park. And so you can accidentally wander into the middle of an official <laughs> Australian rules game accidentally. So yeah, they're not really well set up. Okay. San Antonio. One, the San Antonio Gauchos. Two, the San Antonio Force. Three, the San Antonio Matadors. Or four, the San Antonio Charos. What was the fourth one? The Charos. Okay. Gauchos, Force, Matadors, Charos. Force. No reason. I'm also going with Force because it sounds like a build a team. And <laughs> I think, like, I do think that if you're in San Antonio, you sort of lean into the, the San Antonio ness of it. Uh, put me down for Matadors. The fake team is the Gauchos. That was the one I was the most confident in. The San Antonio Force was an arena football league team. The Matadors were a spring football league team. And the Charos were part of the AFA, American Football Association. Okay, so we're currently at Kevin with one, Pit Girl with one, Michael with zero. We're very good at this. We are. We're We're so good at this. We're on to Houston now. One, the Houston Power. Two, the Houston Copperheads. Three, the Houston Thunder Bears. And for the Houston Drillers. I need the Thunder Bears to be real. <laughs> and I, I hope they are real so that I can then try and track down merch on the internet. Because yes. I need Thunder Bear merch. Therefore, I am going with the Drillers being fake. Okay. Drillers. What was the second option? The Copperheads. So we have the Power, the Copperheads, the Thunder Bears, and the Drillers. I'm going with the Copperheads. We just had the force and now we have the power. Is there like a whole, what, where is the work equation football league based out of? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, when we get the Huntsville work after this, then I will uh, accept that <laughs> the power is real. But until then, I'm going to go with that one. The power? But, yes. The, the fake one is the Drillers. <laughs> the Houston Power are a women's team. The Copperheads and the Thunder Bears are arena league teams. Pick girl, I'm going to drop the Thunder Bears logo in the chat for you. Yay! Also, I almost said again. The pa- oh my gosh, this is amazing! Oh, wow, yep. ten out of ten. I love no this. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, also, let me let me show you the mascot. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Why would you give it a is. gun? <laughs> it's a t-shirt it's cannon. Scrap. I love the off-center thunderstruck exclamation point at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this man. is we have it. the Cincinnati Bearcats at home. Is what yes. this is. <laughs> I need this shirt. Oh my goodness! Look at all those footballs. <laughs> yes, yes. This is perfect. This looks like yeah. something CRB we would make. <laughs> also, I was gonna gonna drop their yeah. helmet for you too. We have to bevel the shit out of all of this. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. That looks like a high school, but like a high school that was trying. <laughs> Look uh-huh. at the football. The actual football <laughs> itself is just me in Inkscape being like, oh, I guess I got to draw a football. Fuck it. Okay. Oval. <laughs> this, looks like a, this looks like a logo for like a backyard football team. Or or a uh-huh. football game that doesn't have the rights to it. Yes. That team that's was exactly also known as the is. Texas Terror, by the way. And I got their logo too. <laughs> What is that? Oh, my That's Frankenstein, I believe. I love him. <laughs> but there's no neck. Where are his neck? Bo- oh no, that he does have neck bolts. This is just yeah. yeah. Graphic design is our passion, folks. It's great. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to Dallas. Now I say Dallas, but you know what I mean—the DFW area, because sure, Arlington, the Renegades, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have the Dallas Desperados, the Dallas Marshals, the Dallas Sheriffs, or the Dallas Vigilantes. I'm sensing a oh, theme man. here. You, That's the not more fair. I did this, the more I realized that, like, the, like every city has its themes. Of course. <laughs> so it was the Desperados, Marshals, Sheriffs, or Vigilantes. Give me sheriffs. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that seems fake to me too. Um, although I do, the the somebody naming their team the vigilantes is just endlessly funny. It's good. So yeah, I was leaning sheriffs, but since everybody else is going sheriffs, I'm going to go vigilantes. The answer is sheriffs. That is our fake one. Ah. <laughs> Desperados were an arena league team. Vigilantes were an arena league team, and the marshals were an indoor football team. We move on to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and we have the Washington Guardians, the D.C. Divas, <laughs> the D.C. Armor, or the Washington Valor. Uh, the Divas are definitely real, and they're definitely a women's team. Yes. Because um, women's team names have a theme also. I'm going to go with the Valor being fake. The other ones sound plausible to me. One of the other two I know is real. Um, I will also take the Valor. Okay. Okay, see, I know the Valor is real. So, okay. Um, I would... What was the third one? Uh, the DC Armor. I'm going to say that's real. So the first one, then. The Guardians. The Guardians. Michael, you're correct. That's the fake one. Yes. DC Divas are real and a women's team. You're absolutely right. I just liked it enough that I threw it in there. <laughs> DC Armor were an indoor football team and the Washington Valor are an arena team. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I knew I knew the armor was real. And I was confident that the Guardians were because I thought that that had come up as a possibility during the commander's name search yeah i think i think it did thrown out because it was something that already existed but i may have been Um, wrong about why it was thrown out uh, the washington valor was one of the last arena league teams when the whole league shut down for the last time before they but now it's coming back arena league coming back again 
Okay, we're on to Las Vegas. We have the Las Vegas Posse, <laughs> the Las Vegas Sting, the Las Vegas Gladiators, or the Las Vegas Diamonds. Okay, now two of those sound like women's teams this time around. <laughs> I think the Diamonds are women's team. The Posse, the Sting, the Gladiators, and the Diamonds. I thought the Sting was the women's team until we got to the Diamonds. Um, I'll go with the Sting. Okay. Not feeling great about it, though. Yeah, I think this... I Wait, can I have the options again one more time? I'm sorry. Sure. The Posse, Sting, Gladiators, or Diamonds? Uh, I think the Gladiators are fake. Okay. I'll take Posse just because I'm really hoping that's not real. <laughs> The answer is the diamonds are fake. Oh, oh. okay. Uh, Las Vegas Posse was the Canadian team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Sting are an arena team or an arena team. And the Gladiators were also an arena team. Finally, we move on to Orlando. And we have the Orlando Blazers, the Orlando Predators, Orlando Thunder, or the Orlando Rage. I need the rage to be real, but actually be based in, like, Tampa. <laughs> like Winter Park or something. Yeah. <laughs> Could you run through the them again? proof rage. Yeah. The Blazers, the Predators, Thunder, or Rage? Yeah, give me the Fruitland Park rage. Um, <laughs> but no, my, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Predators. These all thunder. feel like build a team. They do, don't they? Um, yeah. You know what? Rage is fake. I'll go thunder. Yeah. Thunder. Answer is the Blazers. Oh. Orlando Rage were an XFL team, the original from the original XFL. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Orlando Thunder, an arena league team, and so were the Orlando Predators. So our yeah, final score is Pick Girl three, Kevin two, Michael one. Congratulations, guys. Pick girl, congratulations on your win. So now I, I need to double back and uh, tell you about the Lingerie Football League team names. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm just going to mention a couple. How about the Atlanta Steam? <laughs> oh, wow. The Austin Acoustic? <laughs> Chicago Bliss? <laughs> the yeah. Dallas Desire? Mm. The Las Vegas Sin. That tracks. Los Angeles Temptation. The Miami Caliente. <laughs> Minnesota Valkyries. Okay. That Omaha, was actually good. Omaha Heart. The Orlando Fantasy. Oh, no. Philadelphia Passion. Pittsburgh Rebellion. That's actually pretty good, too. Um, you know, because the, the Whiskey Rebellion was in Western PA. There you that go. one's topical. How about the San Diego Seduction? <laughs> nope. <laughs> like you guys, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> the Toledo Crush? Anyways, these are all there pretty are a awful. a lot more of these than I thought there would be. <laughs> There's a lot of defunct ones. Okay, this list of defunct teams is, is pretty... I so I had a moment where I was gonna go actually watch the Dallas Desire play back in the day, but they play. So this was before this. This league has been reinvented several times. Originally, it was just, it was just sleazy, like originally. But it's become like a very like one of the premier women's football leagues. It's no longer called the Lingerie Football League. It's now the X League, I believe. Yes, they also were called the Legends Football League after a while. I just as opposed to the leaders football league. Yes. Uh-huh. I yeah, the legends when it was the legends football league, it actually got on TV because I remember scrolling through the TV guide one time and being like, "What is the legends football league?" And turned it on like, "Oh, this is not what I thought it was." <laughs> so uh, I need to send you guys the uniforms. Hold up. <laughs> Because yeah, they, so. they updated them several times. Uh, hold up. I got to find the original uniforms. Here are the original uniforms. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. 
it's what you thought, right? Yep. Yeah. Those sure are legible numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find the update. So, imagine so, being so 14 is there a structural years old? purpose to the garters in those uniforms? No. no. <laughs> they gave him pants. Okay, that's much better. Yeah, they gave him pants. That is much better. But yeah, the structural garters is, is what we're going for here. This is literally the football version of how female characters in video games don't get armor. That's what like, I was just thinking, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, imagine being 14 years old. That's all you need. In a very religious household, scrolling through the TV and accidentally coming across that. (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't imagine. I I assume that's when puberty happened. I assume your voice voice dropped immediately. (laughs) It was more of a, oh, I hope my mom didn't see that. (laughs) So yeah, this, this was a thing that existed. It still exists in some form. Oh, I was going to say, I, I was going to go watch the Dallas Desire play, but it was at the Cotton Bowl in February. Oh, no. No. Which, Why? right. That's terrible. So I'm going to be freezing. What are they going to do? Right. <laughs> by the way, I, 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 like, like we can roll our eyes. And stuff like that. By the way, they are, like, the, the women that were playing were very good football players. Yeah, like, no, they were to intense. be clear. Yeah, to be clear. This is a not. This is very much not about the ladies on the field. This is about all of the everything else that leads to this football league existing. Because, like, they honestly were playing like they were tough and beating the crap out of each other. When they tackle, it was it was brutal. So yes, this was legitimate athletes playing this absolutely hundred percent, but being forced to do this kind of bullshit because reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Back into the college world, did you know that Pac-12 said they were not interested in taking Rice University? <laughs> I don't know who this rumor. interested in taking Rice University t-shirt is raising a lot of questions that should be answered by my not interested in Rice University t-shirt. <laughs> I assume Stanford was feeling like they were, you know, going to be shown up by Rice, so they just said nope. <laughs> Somewhat tangential side note, did you guys see that article that came out today that some like student reporter did at Stanford about how the university president like falsified a bunch of data for some like the science company that he worked for before he was president of the university? I did not see that. That is a thing that happened today. And I strongly recommend that you read it, especially because like some random undergrad did all of this. Student journalism at its finest so good yeah what are some other teams the pac-12 shouldn't take ucla i mean (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i feel like the pac-12 is already ready to take smu it looks like we're we're thinking about it considering it Mm -hmm. if you're that far over you might as well take like coastal carolina too right academic stalwart coastal carolina (laughs) See, I thought the commission had a great plan where the Pac-12 just adds Army, Navy, Air Force, and someone else and just has the new Commander-in-Chief trophy as just the division trophy. I like that. Uh-huh. Army, Navy, Army, Navy, Air Force, and then who's the weirdest team we could pair with those three? Congratulations, Coast Guard. You're getting promoted out of D3. <laughs> Boat bears. Get 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 the merchant marines too. Get all five of them. Hell. Uh-huh. A real Patriot League. Yes. And then we can throw in some of the what are the schools that have corps of cadets? Furman, VT, Texas AM are the ones that come to mind off the top of my head. VMI. Yeah. Citadel. VMI, right. Citadel. Uh University of North Georgia, apparently. Hmm. And also uh, Norwich University in Vermont. Interesting. Okay. Man, the Seattle Sea Dragons are at the one yard line with 29 seconds to go, down by four. Ooh. Can I just say, by the way, the Seattle Sea Dragons—they have ripped. Off, they have they have borrowed heavily from Florida A&M's color scheme and look, and I'm all about that. <laughs> like they look, they have that orange and green, and I kind of love it. I'm all about that. Uh, also, the MAC weighed their Challenge Cup trophy for us. MAC won the Bowl Challenge Cup trophy as the highest percentage, and they weighed it for us, 32.9 pounds. 
I'm so excited for everyone that weighs things for us. God, it makes me happy to see those things. <laughs> Why not? It's such a great thing to just come out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> Please weigh your trophies for us. We and it started know. and it started on here because because Kamish did not believe that the commander in chief trophy was as big as it fucking is. <laughs> he didn't believe it was like 180 pounds. And so we kept well, the heaviest trophy we found this year had to have been Brawl of the Wild. That was like 300. Yes. That was mm-hmm. 300 something pounds or 200 something pounds. Yeah, they gave us the video with the four people carrying it out and it was over 300 pounds. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, guys. Time for This Week in Sicko's History. <laughs> I want to take you back to 19... 19- Hold up. Oh, man, I closed that tab. Ah, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Over 100 tabs open, and he doesn't have the one he needs. I've got to find it. God bless. <laughs> okay, almost there. God bless. So I want to talk about Texas A&M and Rice. So I've told you part of the story before that happened a lot later on. This was like in the 70s or 80s where the Rice Band, who is a scramble band, a joke band, the mob, made some jokes about Texas A&M's traditions. Their twirler twirled an invisible leash, and they played How Much Is That Doggy in the Window, things like that. (laughs) And the Texas A&M crowd basically held the Rice Band hostage in their own stadium for a couple hours. The Rice Band (laughs) had to escape, escape in the back of a food services truck. So we're going to rewind the clock, though, and we're going to go back to 1917. On January 16th, 1917, Texas A&M defeated Rice in basketball 21 to 13. So that's how it goes. And this was the Aggies first win over Rice in Houston in any sport in three years. So the Aggies had lost football games to Rice recently. They were down bad in 1917. And then they realized that Rice had left their mascot a man-sized canvas owl stuffed with sawdust unattended. (laughs) It was 200 pounds. The Aggies inducted the owl into the Corps of Cadets, bestowing the rank of general upon him. And they basically got the thing on the train and had him shipped to College Station care of Wells Fargo. So I'm going to quote from here, from a news article. When the train arrived at College Station, Denning and his cohorts quickly collected the owl and welcomed it to the campus with all the respects due to its rank. From the station, they retired to Denning's room in Milner Hall, where the owl received visitors for the remainder of the night. The next day, the owl served as general in chapel, attended military science lectures, and reviewed members of the Corps of Cadets as they marched to evening chow. To the cadets, this was great sport at the expense of an athletic rival. The battalion, the AM student newspaper, was quick to lay down the challenge, writing that, quote, if Rice wishes to claim their bird and ever think they are able to take him back safely to the Institute, they can find him at 37 Milner Hall, College Station, Texas. <laughs> I'm now going to post, send a, put a picture in the Discord of the Corps of Cadets posing with their new general. I'm just, oh, mm-hmm. my God. <laughs> That's terrifying. Notice, notice he has two hats on, one for each eye. <laughs> yes. This is uh, the Duolingo Owl's like great, 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 great grandfather. Mm-hmm. This is the one that was at Verdun. <laughs> he saw some shit. Also, uh, great sweaters and this great sweaters across the board here. Nice tie, great bow tie on the right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just some some good fits on behalf of the Aggies. I, I want this, but Photoshop so it has the like "come and take it" text underneath. Oh, I can do that. I can absolutely do that. <laughs> so Rice made a new identical mascot and told the Houston newspapers that the Aggies had lied. <laughs> the Aggies said not only did they have the mascot, they intended to bring him down to Houston and parade him around the city before the Rice game the next fall. The thirteen men from Rice realized they had to do something. And they formed the Owl Protective Association, or OPA. (laughs) Two days later, three days later, they hired a detective to go find the owl. They were supposed to get a telegraph, but they never heard anything. 
So the APA, OPA decided to get some army uniforms and drive to College Station to contact the detective. The OPA was in College Station. They tried to find around. They were actually found by a night watchman, but were told that they were freshmen who had been locked in the building by seniors and told not to come out. <laughs> Couldn't find anything. So undeterred, two members of the OPA proceeded with Plan B. They were transfers from A&M and familiar with Aggie Customs. They each took half of the group and changed into makeshift army uniforms. Then they went around to every dorm and pretended to be drill sergeants to make sure everything was in order. But even after searching all the rooms, no sign. They drove back on the afternoon. They drove back the next day. After four more days, the OPA tried a new detective who is, and this is a quote, who is known to history only by the codename Snowball. <laughs> Snowball drove to A&M on the 29th and pretended to be a Houston newspaper reporter, hoping to get the real story about the owl. And he found it. They showed him the owl. And then Snowball sent a cryptic telegram back to the OPA. Quote, Sammy is fairly well and would like to see his parents at 11 (laughs) o'clock. To this day, by the way, Rice's mascot has been known as Sammy the Owl. (laughs) So the OPA got in two Fords and a Hudson Super 6 and drove to College Station. They knew where it was. Sammy was on the third floor of the U.S. Armory in College Station. <laughs> they, drove to, they drove to Kyle Field and used that as their forward base of operations. <laughs> they did all these things trying to distract the watchmen. They ran around campus. There were other folks there. But the important thing was, after all of this, they kept trying to peel off the watchmen by having them chase them across campus. And so by the time all this happened, couldn't get in, they decided the time for stealth was passed and they just blitzed the armory. All 13 of them. (laughs) Five football players entered the armory building armed with fire extinguishers filled with ammonia and crowbars. The remaining OPA members blocked all the doors to the buildings with the Fords and the Hudsons, preventing any watchmen from interrupting them. They broke it by ramming the door. And then they put Sammy in the Hudson. And just as they started pulling away, one of the watchmen saw them and started firing into the air with his pistol to alert everyone. The OPA members drove their cars in a circle around campus. While a few of their number painted 20 to zero on nearby buildings to remind Aggies of their football defeat to Rice the year before. <laughs> so they were tagging buildings and it was great. So then they get out of town. But then the headlights on both Fords go out. One of the Fords crashes. They try to keep going. But everything broke down. And then they realized that the late night train to Houston had passed by the stranded party. Every window filled with shouting Aggies. So the Aggies had gotten on the train to go to Houston in the midnight train. But unfortunately, now the area they were in was also covered with Aggies as well. And there was a manhunt. <laughs> the number that usually is brought up is there were 800 cadets covering this part. They realized they couldn't get very far with Sammy. So basically what they did was they took him off the road. They gutted Sammy, took his skin, and burned the rest. (laughs) And basically, at that point, they were stuck in a city while the Aggies took over a town, like going door to door trying to manhunt them. So it looks like uh, Rice guys found these two hunters who convinced them to sort of help them get into the city of Navasota. And... It was only four of the guys at this part. The rest of them had sort of gotten away. But at that point, there were 1,200 Aggies coming through a city, going door to door. So all this happens. And then eventually, they get out of town. 13 members of the OPA got captured. And the Aggies imprisoned them in College Station until the rice president petitioned to have them released. The private investigator Stovall was not so lucky. Quote, Snowball was paraded around campus, given a regulation army haircut, and then turned over to the freshman for a few days. <laughs> he was eventually taken to the station late at night, minus his clothes, and told to catch the train. It was said he wasted no time getting aboard. 
we used to have real rivalries in this country. Right? <laughs> and that's why he's only known as Snowball to history is because he doesn't, <laughs> no one is going to attach their real name to this story. <laughs> uh, dropping the picture of the Discord of the rescue group. Oh, with, oh, with skin the skin. Mm-hmm. With the yes. skin of the head. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, that happened, guys. College. I can't believe. I can believe, but God, that's good. It is. There are also like probably six or seven things about it that are super illegal now. So oh, like, let's not even. <laughs> oh, let's not even like like breaking into the whole assaulting a U.S. armory part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> breaking into yeah. the armory. Uh, I I don't know how how lax gun laws were, but there's a lot of just like people firing guns into the air on this. Yeah, this everybody's is... running around with fire extinguishers. Right, <laughs> ammonia fire ammonia. extinguishers, which yeah. is this thing. Some light vandalism of you know putting your football score on buildings on their campus. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that's our story for there. Uh, we do have some ba 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 basketball. Ba 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 basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. First off, a farewell to the Hartford Hawks. Hartford is dropping down to D three next year. Yep, I believe. And this is their last year in D1. The Hartford Hawks played their uh, last D1 game, I believe, against Chicago State. Yes. Two independents. Two independents. Chicago State won. It sucks that Hartford is dropping down. There's a lot. There, people, A lot of people have said tons of stuff about this before, but it sucks to watch any team drop down like this. Yep. And we hope them best in D3. I do want to mention, however, that Chicago State is undefeated at home. Hey, hey. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Let's let's see who those teams were real fast. Because honestly, let's be honest here. Any team I say is going to be impressive for Chicago State. Nothing I'm going to say here is going to be like, okay, we have a win versus IUPUI, a win versus Valpo. A win versus University of Southern Indiana. A win versus East West University. (laughs) A win versus Aurora University. And a win... Sorry, a win versus St. Xavier and a win versus University of Hartford. Their next game might be a little tougher. On March 1st, they play Gonzaga. (laughs) Yeah. So that that might be rough. Not at home, though. Not at home. I, yep. I would like to take a moment also to appreciate Chicago State. We're having le- reached the lofty height of number 282 in, in Ken Palm. Only one, two, three, four, four spots behind Louisville. That's the other thing about Ken Palm is that I believe Chicago State is above every member of the NEC now. Yeah, yes. probably. The NEC is real bad. The NEC is having a year, guys. They're having a year. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the two teams who might win this thing, one of them is ineligible for the conference tournament. And the other one is ineligible for the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so, so it could be very far down on the list as to who gets to go to this thing. There is one team in the conference with a winning record. They're in third place in the conference. And you say it just means something. <laughs> Hashtag nection. Nection. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is the week where teams start getting eliminated from conference tournaments. So far this year, the only team that's been actually eliminated is Columbia. They've been eliminated from the Ivy League tournament because they only take four out of their eight teams. And then everybody else that isn't going to be in has already known because they've been reclassifying from D2. But starting, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll start getting teams eliminated from the other conferences that 
don't take everyone. So the IV will start getting people eliminated, the MAC, the SWAC, the Ohio Valley, the Southland, and the America East. So we are real close to teams getting their national title hopes dashed as we're getting close to March, which is the one thing I love about college basketball because everybody all the way up until now still has a chance to win the national title. All you need to do is get hot for like a month. I wish, I wish that I, I understand why they don't bring every team to some of these tournaments because travel, because expenses, whatever. I get that. Mm-hmm. I still, I don't know. Part of the beauty of basketball is that every team gets a chance though at a tournament, like part, like to me. So I kind of sucks. I wish they would. I wish that every conference would have every team play, but I, I, I get why not. It makes sense to me. It's not like the Ivy League doesn't have any money. Like, for the Ivy uh-huh. League, just and it's a neat bracket too because there's only eight of you. Just well, so play the game. so so fun story about that. The Ivy League didn't have a tournament until about six years ago. They just took the, the regular season winner. That was that was it. <laughs> and then they had a two team tournament. <laughs> and now we're at so the fact that it's four. Yeah, because they had so many issues with tiebreakers and. How do you split it three ways? Because everybody's tied that way and only one of them is going to get into the tournament. So now they've finally expanded it to four teams. And guess what? Three teams are tied for the conference lead and two are tied for that fourth spot. And so it's still going to come down to tiebreakers. Just take them all. <laughs> this is very Ivy League. Isn't it though? It's too, it's too, oh, it, it, it would require too much extra time to play five basketball games so we're just not going to do that we're the ivy league we don't do stuff like that why would we do fun things they, they've been running a few years behind the college football playoff curve so they'll open it up to eight in like 2028 mm-hmm. give or take mm-hmm. well when they when they start when, when ivy league has to expand and they start picking up coastal carolina <laughs> after the pac-12 steals dartmouth and brown and cornell Right, so there's Harvard, Harvard, Yale, you know, the Elite Eight: Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Coastal Carolina, <laughs> East Carolina, FIU. Isn't this just Conference USA? Yeah, it's just Conference USA. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're just having Conference USA again, except we've added Harvard, Yale, Princeton. <laughs> the other basketball-y things we have is that Louisville, Louisville won another game. Yay! Maybe Clemson, who has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Louisville remains unbeaten all time in home games against Clemson. <laughs> so even in a bad year, Georgetown did upset Butler today, which gives Georgetown an away win, away Big East win for the first time in I think three years. So yep. progress. <laughs> there, I used to do yoga, right, and so I had a mantra. And my mantra was progress is incremental. And Georgetown, I want you to get that in your head. Progress is incremental. <laughs> Patrick Ewing will turn this thing around. Just give him a couple more years. A couple more years. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, can Nebraska ball make the NIT? God, I hope so. Hey, if they keep playing like this, they're going to win the Big Ten tournament and find themselves in the in. Oh, Dayton. God. In you can't even, say that with, can't even say that without <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I want to believe. So we only have two circles left unfinished for men's basketball. And what I need for this are two teams to drop a game. One of which I don't want to drop a game because they're just fun. I want... Wait, how is the NBA All-Star game... 184 to 100, sorry, 100 to 175. Because it's the All-Star uh, game? But I thought... Defense yes, was not played. Defense is optional. What the fuck is... Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I need Eastern Washington to lose a game. They are they are undefeated currently in their conference. And then I need Oral Roberts to drop a game. I really want Oral Roberts to drop a game because they are currently undefeated off. in the Summit League, and I need them to lose a game. So that... their final games against South Dakota and South Dakota State. Yeah, no, they're going to win. They're going to win out. There's no way. Oh. Yeah. 
So we're down to two circles unclosed, which I'm very excited about. And yeah. There is still the conference tournament that could help us close some of those circles. I'm going to claim conference tournaments counts count for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I'm excited uh, next week, or as we get closer to the tournament, I will show you guys some of my favorite brackets. (laughs) Because if you think beautiful 18 bracket weighed perfectly is great. The West coast conference bracket is probably my favorite where the one or two seeds get three, three rounds of buys, I believe. I'm very familiar with that one. BYU. Oh, that's gonna right. Play you are first round, round, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. BYU is going to play in the first round of that one for the first time ever this year. Great parting present from the conference. I'm going to be so excited to. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to drop that bracket in the chat real fast because it's hilarious. This is an old one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The the one and two seeds don't drop in. Yeah. The one and two seeds don't drop into the semifinal. That's a gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. This is an anime tournament arc. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, BYU didn't even make it to the final that year. That's... Uh, <laughs> <sighs> that's just so, something. Anyways, y'all. Thank you so much for sharing tonight with us. We will... Uh, oh, God. I just blanked it. Whatever. Fine. Anyways, this is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it right there. Cut it. Yeah, I was going to cut it right there.